Welcome back to the Winton Daily Podcast for today, September 3rd. And here it is. This is the first official day we're going to lead the podcast with football. And we're going to start with our quarterback rundown today. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy here with veteran fantasy expert Brandon C. Williams. Brandon, excited to lead the show with fantasy football and DFS football today. It is about time that we have, you know, nothing wrong with baseball, but this is really the moneymaker time of year with the start of the pro football season. Oh, yeah. They're make that money. You know, we've got to have you win a big tournament this year, Brandon. Oh, I think that's going to happen. I think All right. I'm ready to see that happen this year. I like the confidence. I like the confidence. So let's start today with our quarterback breakdown. And it looks like to me, like I, we really don't have to spend up high at the position this week. Uh, you got Pat Mahomes at 7,200 on DraftKings, top of the chart. But going against Jacksonville, uh, I think a lot of people are going to pivot off of him. Uh, I think some others are going to have him as a GPP play. But personally, well, if, if I roll out multiple lineups, I will have, uh, you know, a Mahomes Hill connection there. But I, I think if you know if you're making out one lineup, you really want to choose. There's probably better options than Mahomes on the board when you consider the price. I would completely agree uh, with you that there are far more better quarterbacks that are sitting out there uh, compared to Mahomes. I think that you're going to see a lot of first-time DFSers really make that big mistake because they're enamored with what they've seen out of Mahomes the past season and uh, what they've seen in the offseason. He's a very popular ball player, but this is not a matchup that you want to win. Jacksonville, for all their trouble, still is one of the toughest defenses to face when uh, when it comes to uh, putting a quarterback out there. He's still ranked in the top 10 in, uh, of fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks last season. So looking at Mahomes, this is not a matchup that I would highly recommend in any circumstance. Uh, Jameis Winston is 6,600 on DraftKings. Uh, Brandon, you can let me know what he is on FanDuel, but uh, you know, Winston's kind of up there, you know, going against the 49ers. He's playing at home. He doesn't have much of support of a running game, but – yeah, maybe it's just me, but I can't bring myself to spend 6600 on Jameis Winston when he's been an erratic quarterback in the past. And I feel like, uh, you know, I want to see it more before I spend up on Winston. But others may feel differently. Oh, indeed. And I, I would be uh, in the boat with you when it comes to uh, Winston. You look at the fact that, you know, the talent's there. He's got elite receiver in Mike Evans, but it just has not come together. You look at what his value is at FanDuel. He's at seventy five hundred uh, this week. That is a bit too much. Uh, even though it's a good matchup against the 49ers, uh, the defense of San Francisco, you're a bit suspect in the secondary. But at the end of last season, they were number eleven against the pass. Winston is it's a do or die uh, season for him this year. You know, either he has to step up and deliver like the first round pick he once was, or he's going to find himself either in a new city or me writing about him in fantasy football in Canada next summer. <laughs> uh, Cam Newton's not somebody we're going to want to use. We want to see how he looks health-wise against the Rams. Baker Mayfield, 6,400 on DraftKings. Uh, you know, this Cleveland off offense so hyped uh, coming coming out of the offseason. I think Mayfield at 6,400. When you look at the four quarterbacks ahead of him, you know, there might be some high ownership on him this week. Uh you know, I, I like him as a cash game play. I think there's a, a certain floor there as well. Uh, you know, 
I, 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 I'm okay with using Baker Mayfield. I'm not incredibly excited yet. I feel like he has to prove more. But I think I like him as a cash game play. Uh, how are you feeling about him on FanDuel? I don't think I can really feel comfortable with him on a cash game play. He's at 7,900 over at FanDuel. Tennessee is a very tough defense. They ranked sixth overall against the pass last year. You know, yes, he did get Odell Beckham Jr. You do have Jarvis Landry. You do have an offense that's going to be much better than what it was the past season. But when I look at what Mayfield's capable of doing, I don't see where he's going to be as productive this, uh, at least this week. Uh, the one thing that worries me about him is that he does tend to get himself in a bit of trouble. You know, you look at some of the metrics, you know, the fact is you go to playerprofiler.com, you know, 22 danger plays, and that ranked 21st, and that's, you know, any time a quarterback lacked the awareness or took a necessary risk that could have resulted in a turnover. That is not something that you want, especially against the Tennessee defense that's stout against the pass. Russell Wilson, uh, one of my top picks for this week. I don't think he'll be widely owned because there's a narrative about just how much the Seahawks run the ball, but Wilson threw 34 touchdown passes on his second least attempts uh, last year, and I really feel like Seattle's going to dominate this game. Uh, they brought Jerron Brown back. Uh, I know they're going to throw the ball to him a lot. DK Metcalf should be ready for the opener. Tyler Lockett, et cetera. Uh, you know, Wilson is one of the best, maybe the best play action deep thrower and maybe the deep thrower in the game. So I really like him on uh, on DraftKings at 6,300. 6, he may not be widely owned, widely owned, one of my favorite plays of the week. I agree. I will agree with you there. 8,200 at FanDuel, I would, I would certainly go with him. Like you mentioned, he's one of the best play-action quarterbacks in the National Football League, and he is money. Uh, when you look at his supporting cast, he ranks amongst the top ten. Actually, he ranked number one when it came to supporting cast production last season. And this was, was, this was without a DJ Metcalf. So you look at the extra season of having him around, plus the fact that he does have Metcalf. This makes Russell Wilson to be a very strong uh, cash game player. He's won by three when we break down the week one quarterbacks later today. Uh, and Jared Goff, uh, I think we have to wait to see how Cooper Cup looks, et cetera. Uh, you know, not somebody I'm excited about in week one. Might be a lower scoring game against Carolina. Matt Ryan facing a tough Minnesota defense, 6,100. I'll probably avoid that. Lamar Jackson against the Dolphins. Uh, I think uh, Baltimore could dominate this game. I don't think it's going to be a, it's a high-scoring offense. But you know, with his legs, Lamar Jackson, he could give you two touchdown passes and you know maybe one or two rushing touchdowns. And he's only 6,000 on DraftKings. He is a heck of a bargain. And it's an, it's an, he's an intriguing play. Uh, when you go down and look at him down at FanDuel, he ranks toward the bottom of quarterbacks you know, at 7,400. Uh, but I think that there is some value here. Uh, you know what you're going to get with him, especially in the red zone. You know he's going to run. And it's probably a good thing because you, know, you look at his numbers inside the red zone, his completion rate, 37.5% last season. There were 53 other quarterbacks who had a better completion rate inside the red zone. So it's a high-risk, high-reward kind of thing. But if you're in a league, you know, you're in a scenario where you're going to get the bonus points because it's a QB scoring touchdowns that are on the ground, then I would think that Lamar Jackson's a sneaky good play here. Yeah, we talk about game flow. You know, this could this could become like something like a 28 to 14 sort of game. I don't think it's going to get enough out of hand where, you know, Jackson's not going to play the whole way. Then you got Phillip Rivers, uh, only 5,900 on DraftKings. 
Uh, I think he's a decent cash game play, uh, but that Indianapolis defense is pretty good. I would use him in a tournament. 57, uh, 7,500, excuse me, over at uh, DraftKings. One thing that I didn't notice when I was writing about uh, Rivers uh, in my column is that he is very dependent on going to the left side of the field. He threw for 1,619 yards and threw 14 touchdowns, uh, 14 of his 33 touchdowns last season while going to the left side. So if you see and you notice it going in there early on, and if you've already, if, you, if you're playing Rivers, I should say, and you notice he's going to the left side of his field early on, that is a very good sign for you. And it, to me, I think it's going to deliver some big time money for those who play with them on Sunday. Okay, so you do like for Philip Rivers. Okay. Well, good price, 5900 uh on DraftKings. Dak Prescott, uh, you know, we still don't know if Ezekiel Elliott's going to line up and play this week, but the, the Cowboys will run the ball regardless. But I, the Giants' defense is just so vulnerable. And, look, you know, I had this discussion with our, our uh, CEO, Jason Mizrahi, last night. If this is a blowout by the Cowboys and – you know, Dallas is running the ball late. How do they get there? Especially if there's Ezekiel Elliott not there. I think they ride Dak Prescott to carry the offense. So I like him a lot at 5,900. Oh, I love Dak Prescott. I think, you know, I don't think that he's a cash play. I think that he borders along the lines of either a GPP or a, or a punt play. What I like about him is the fact that he is going to get those extra rushing attempts in the red zone if Ezekiel Elliott isn't in there. I think he does get a rushing touchdown in this. And I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him get about maybe 60 to 75 yards rushing on Sunday. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think we want to wait and see after he had a terrible preseason. Carson Wentz may be the best bargain of the day on DraftKings at 5,700. I I feel like uh, Philadelphia is going to dominate that game. You know, if it ends up being 35-7 to 7 and they sit the starters, you know, late in the game, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people don't like that, but how do they get there is the question. I could see, you know, three, four touchdowns from Carson Wentz here, uh, you know, just to get them there. So I like Carson Wentz a lot as a cash game play. Uh, maybe a tournament you need a little bit more upside, but I expect, uh, you know, this to be a, a dominant day for the Philadelphia Eagles. It's not going to be one of these back and forth shootouts that you really look for in, uh, in DFS, but. You know, I'm struggling to find some shootouts here among the quarterbacks that I like. It is tough to find uh, shootouts for quarterbacks that you really want to put in a cash game scenario. I just couldn't put Wentz in a cash game scenario because he has not played yet. He didn't play in the preseason. I do figure that it's probably going to take maybe a few series to get some of that rust off of him. But when you add the fact that he gets Jordan Howard, he gets Miles Sanders, he gets Deshaun Sanders, and he gets the uh, rookie J.J. Arcevio-Whiteside, that's a lot of firepower added on to what he already has uh, with Zach Ertz and now Sean Jeffrey. I think that he will put up some pretty strong numbers. And the thing that I like about him is that his 3.1 accuracy rating, he was the second-best quarterback in the National Football League last year. I did say uh, a couple of weeks ago that he is going to be the high-scoring player in fantasy football amongst quarterbacks this year. I stand to it. And I think that after a little bit of rush shakes off, I think he gets a good start. And if you do put him in a cash game, I wouldn't blame you one bit. One, uh, what maybe one of the highest scoring games for us to target, especially if we're going to stack, uh, is uh, Kirk Cousins at only 5,500 on DraftKings. Uh, maybe the best value of the day, period. Uh, I feel like Minnesota can roll up points. Cousins wants to come out after he didn't play well down the stretch last year and have a strong start 
show he can take this team to the playoffs. I, you know, I went past Matt Ryan because I like him less on the road, but I feel like there can be some serious points scored in this game where it's like ends up like 34, 28, something like that. So I think Cousins at 5,500 might be my top pick of the day. 7,400 over FanDuel. He does give you a bit of a bargain. Uh, the one thing that I do worry about with him is that you know, he does play with a bunch of guys with shaky hands. He had 31 drop passes last season. So you can only imagine if you could cut that in half, the Vikings might have made the playoffs. Uh, but I do like it because this is the one game where I think you're going to see a shootout. You've got two teams, two good quarterbacks on a, on turf in a dope environment. If Cousins gets going early, I can see him being a major steal and somebody that could be very good. If you're playing a stack, I would really consider looking at the Vikings as a potential stack against the Falcons secondary. Yeah, and uh, we're talking of Sunday main slate here. Uh, of course, we're going to talk some showdown on uh, on Thursday's show as well. Uh, our CEO, uh, Jason Mizrahi, really likes Matthew Stafford. This week at 5,400, I'm in disagreement. Uh, I feel like this team's going to hand the ball off a lot, and that's going to be the tone of the offense. Uh, you know, Vegas has a high total for this game. I'm just not, I just, I disagree with Vegas. I would disagree with Vegas as well. I do see the line at 47. That is a strong under uh, for me. You're going to see them run the ball. He's at 6,600 at FanDuel. You're going to see them run the ball because plain and simply the Cardinals can't stop the run. They were the worst team in the National Football League against the run last season. You know, you've got a guy in on Johnson who I think is going to have a breakout year, and he's going to be a guy that you probably will strongly consider in a lot of uh, a lot of FBF, FDFS action on Sunday. I can see Stafford getting you a couple of touchdown passes, but I don't see big yardage coming out of him. I probably see him throwing in the neighborhood of around, say, maybe 28 to 30 passes, but I don't see the big numbers there. I can't see why uh, anyone would strongly consider him a major steal here in a game where I think there's going to be a lot more low scoring than they figure, especially when you have a rookie quarterback and Kyler Murray on the other side of the field. Uh, anybody else now? You have a quarterback rundown that's going to be published today on Win Daily Sports. Anybody else that we missed uh, that maybe you're considering? Uh, you got, of course, you have to consider Tom Brady, even with the uh, new uh, faces. At well, he's not on the he's he's not on the he's not on the uh, Sunday never, slate though. That, that's right. Never mind. Never mind. But uh, beyond the Sunday main slate, I think that we hit uh, just about everyone. Uh, you go to uh, the Sunday evening, you know, Sunday evening, yo, know, and Monday night. I feel part of it. You know, it's a strong play with Watson, Brady, Roethlisberger, and Breeze all in those games. But uh, as far as the main slate, I think that we hit on all the big guns. All right. So, uh, you know, well, lot, lots more on fantasy DFS football coming on the podcast on the site. And don't forget, we're now on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio every Saturday night, 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern with Jason Mizrahi and Matt Stryker. Let's get to uh, baseball for today. Uh, Baltimore's at Tampa Bay. Uh, Ty Blach is, uh, is back in action. I, I don't know if this is, this game is on the slate, actually. Uh, you know, a whole lot of having a technical difficulty here, but we're going to get this. The, the, uh, the main slate is, is 12 games here, and uh, I don't think this Baltimore-Tampa Bay game it's is on, on, on the slate. Neither is Texas and the Yankees. Uh, on the main slate, so we're just going to focus on on the main slate uh, for tonight. The uh, the seven oh five games, the uh, really really small uh, before that. 
Let's start with the Mets and the Nationals. Jacob DeGrom at 11,100 against Max Scherzer. You know, what a pitching matchup this is going to be. Uh, if you have to pick one of the two, I'd probably pick Scherzer, although DeGrom was just brilliant in its last time out. It's, it's very hard, but I think attacking the Mets lineup might be a little bit easier than attacking the, the Nationals lineup. But I like both these pitchers. The fact that they're going against each other makes it a must-watch. Uh, and, you know, one of these guys is certainly not going to get a win, and it's hard to pick who it's going to be. Uh, and this is about as marquee as it gets, you know, no question about it. And it's a, a huge Cy Young, uh, NL Cy Young frontrunner showdown. I'm going to take – Okay, looks like we have a little bit of technical difficulty there with uh, – with Jake. Uh, Brandon, you, we had a little technical difficulty there. Uh, so if you could yeah. uh, re repeat your analysis on uh, yeah. DeGrom versus uh, Scherzer. Uh, I like I, I like track records, and uh, I like what DeGrom has done with the Nationals uh, this season. In his three previous starts, he's allowed just one earned run. So I think that he's going to be able to maintain uh, that. I don't think that he'll get a shutout here, but I do think that you know, you'll get some uh, good strikeout numbers. I do think you'll also uh, get him to maybe allow maybe a run, uh, earned run or two, but I do like DeGrom slightly over Scherzer. Then we have Miami at Pittsburgh, uh, the most undeserving all-star of all time, Sandy Alcantara against Mitch Keller here. Uh, you know, maybe a Marlins batter too, but that's hard to find. Uh, but, you know, maybe you could at least run a mini stack here with uh, with some of these pirate bats. Colin Moran at 3,900, uh, Brian Reynolds at 4,800. You can spend the 5,100 for Josh Bell uh, as well. And Jacob Stallings is only 2,900 if he plays. Uh, I like Stalin just the way he's been swinging 2,900 across the board, both DraftKings and FanDuel. Pretty good still. Alcantara's not a guy who's going to get you a lot of strikeouts, although he has been picking it up of late, 15 in his last two starts. But I do like the prospects of a mini stack against the Pirates team that's coming out of a pretty strong weekend of hitting against the Rockies. All right, then we have Chicago and Cleveland. Mike Clevenger, 12,200. Probably won't spend that when I can get uh, Scherzer. And uh, DeGrom for a little bit less, as good as Clevenger has been. Uh, Dylan Cease has been kind of up and down. How do you feel about the Cleveland stack tonight? I like the possibility of a Cleveland stack. You know, you're looking at a kid who's got a 692 hurt run average, and he has struggled on the road, uh, one in three with a 643 ERA. So I would consider going with a lineup of a uh, stack of Indians. You know, you'd probably start with Jose Ramirez at uh, 5,100 over at uh, DraftKings, or you probably look at, say, uh, uh, Francisco Lindor, 5,600. You know, you probably can't have both of them in your lineup. You know, you probably have to pick and choose. My choice would be Lindor. But you could also look at a Carl Santana at $4,800. Uh, Mike Freeman at 4000 might not be a bad play in there as well. as Fran Reyes at 4300 isn't a bad option there either, especially against the home run pro rookie pitcher like Seats. Minnesota at Boston, Randy Dobnak makes the start for the Twins against Rick Porcello. Uh, you know, I'm liking, uh, liking the twin stack here, uh, major league leading home run stack. Uh, Jason Castro is just $3,700 if he plays. Uh, you got to spend for some of the bats here, though. You could save with Marlon Gonzalez if he's in the line of 4000 Crone is actually up to $5,000. Uh, scope, scope is up to 
4,800. You got to like Kepler at 5,300, but you got to spend to get there. Uh, and Dryza, you know, won't get too much in the way of counting stats, but he can save you a little cash at 3,500. Uh, how are you feeling about the uh, Red Sox stack? Uh, I think that you can get a very good Red Sox stack out of here, kind of like the Twins. You know, you're probably going to pay a little bit uh, in order to do so. J.D. Martinez comes in at 5,100. Uh, you have uh, Alexander, uh, Xander Bogarts at 54. Raphael Devers also at 54. Uh, there's possibility of some uh, upside with an Andrew Benatendi only at 4,100. Uh, Christian Vlasquez is at uh, 3,900. And if you're a Jackie Brantley Jr. fan, you know, 3700 maybe save yourself a little bit of money and hope uh, and hope that he could get you a little bit of production. But either way, when you look at both of these teams, you're going to have to pay a bit to get a stack. Uh, and it's one of those high-risk, high-reward things, especially when you look at a guy like Porcello, who has pitched well against the Twins, was one of his best starts this season, came against Minnesota, got eight straight, got eight and seven scoreless innings. I don't know if he's able to repeat that tonight, but either way, I like both of these stacks. All right, uh, we have Toronto and Atlanta. Wilma Font, we'll find out if he's Ariel Harvetica tonight. Uh, against Mike fulton -Evich. I like bats on both sides here. You can certainly consider the Brave stack. Uh, Freddie Freeman's 5,300. You got to spend for him, but uh, he's certainly worth it. Uh, Matt Joyce is only 3,900 if you want to save some money. Uh, I like him enough to use him. Danby Swanson, just 4,200. Uh, Tyler Flowers, just 3,900. Ronald Acuna. Uh, 5,100. Ozzy Albee's great spend. Uh, you'll, you'll get the lefty-righty split 4,400. I'll have him locked in. And uh, against Fulton Evans, you know, maybe a, a mini stack of some of the younger guys here in uh, in uh, Toronto. Bo Bichette, you, you will have to spend $5,300. But Rowdy Tellez could go yard for just 3,400. You got smoke for 3,900. Uh, you got Derek Fisher also in there at 3,900 if he gets it because you'll get a lefty-righty matchup in there. Vladimir Guerrero uh, Jr. is at 39, reasonably priced. Kevin Biggio at 43 might have to spend a little bit, but again, you get a lefty-righty uh, matchup that works in your favor. Also, keep in mind, Tessicar Hernandez uh, at 4,000, so it's affordable outside of Bichette. Yeah, those are DraftKings prices. Uh, Zach Greinke... Looks to finish off the Brewers in this series. The Astros, uh, Jordan Lyles has pitched well, uh, but you know I like Granke a lot at 9,800. And uh, Lyles has pitched well, but this is a tough lineup, so I'm, I'm going to steer clear of that. Probably my one pick in this game is if I don't want to go Scherzer to Grom and I want to pivot, pivot I'm going to go to Granke. I would agree with you. Uh, Grinky, you know, has been struggled a little bit since the time with the Astros, but you're getting the strikeouts, you're getting the wins, and I think that's what you're, you know, you obviously want to gun for that. No doubt that Lyles has pitched well against Mil uh, since arriving at Milwaukee, but you know, do you really think he stands a chance against that lumber that the Astros are going to bring? And of course, they're going to be expensive. Uh, Jordan Aldano at uh, Alvarez, excuse me, at uh, 5200, Springer 5200, Bregman. 55, you know, about the only reasonable value play you might get in there could be Michael Brantley at 4,500 uh, at DraftKings with the lefty-righty combination. Or you possibly keep in mind that the Astros did bring up uh, Kyle Tucker on Monday, 4,200 if he's in the lineup. That's a lefty-righty matchup. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do look at him, give him some A-B, considering the fact the guy did go 30-30 in the minors. San Francisco's at St. Louis. Jack Flaherty's worth it at 10500 but I feel like just in the price range is maybe a little bit better on the slate. Uh, I'd rather go down to Granke or up to, to Grom or Scherzer. 
Uh, Derek Rodriguez, uh, you know, maybe you can use some of these St. Louis bats in a mini stack. Yeah, I, you know, Derek Rodriguez has control issues. He's not going to give you a lot of strikeouts, so all the more reason to consider uh, Miles Cardinals uh, mini stack. Paul DeJong at 4,100 over at DraftKings. Paul Goldschmidt's at uh, 4,200 over there. Dexter Fowler, who's been uh, pretty well played, over is at 3,900. You know, even Marcelo Suna at 4,800, reasonably priced and could be the anchor of a possible stack. Also, have to consider Matt Carpenter uh, in there at 3,800 as well. All right, then we got uh, Seattle at the Cubs. John Lester coming off a really strong start. Has a good matchup here at 8,400 on DraftKings if you want a salary saver. And definitely some of these Chicago bats, at least in a mini stack against Felix Hernandez. Oh, certainly looking at a mini stack uh, for Cubs bats. Uh, Victor Caratini at 4,300 uh, would be a real good play. Uh, even if Jonathan Lucroy is behind the plate uh, at 3,000, also a pretty good play. But then when you start looking at some of the heavier bats, Chris Bryant at 4,300. Uh, Kyle Schwarber also at 43. They're pretty reasonably priced over here in Chicago. Uh, you also look at you know, Nicholas Castellano, who, of course, has been on fire. Uh, 4,300. Does have a track record against uh, Felix Hernandez. Has a career home run against them, 1625 OPS. So the Cubs, even though uh, you would suspect that they would be high, they might not be a bad play as far as a mini stack. Probably not a top three but there is enough value in those bats to where you can get some production out of it. Mike Montgomery against Daniel Norris. And uh, Mike Montgomery becomes very interesting at 4,300 as a GPP play against the Tigers. Uh, Daniel Norris is somebody who attacked, but there's not a lot of uh, bats here. Maybe Casey Mini-Stack. Mondesi is 5,200 on DraftKings. Uh, you got Jorge Soler is 4,400. Uh, but it's, it's really hard to run a full – Kansas City stack, but what do you think is maybe Mike Montgomery is the second pitcher on DraftKings? Like, if you go with like DeGrom and Montgomery, that's not a bad play. Montgomery has not been bad. You know, you look at his last start, he did go seven scoreless innings and did strike out 12. Uh, uh, this was against his last start against the Tigers, I should say. But I do like the prospect of a uh, KC stack because these guys have hammered the daylights out of Daniel Norris. You, know, you look at with Merrifield. A career 500 average against him, but he's got six. He's got four home runs at 4,500. That's possibly a must-add there. Jose Solar comes in at 44 at DraftKings. He's got two career home runs against him. Hunter Dozier, 4,500 at DraftKings has a home run in there as well. Those three guys could constitute a mini stack, and you still have enough to where you could probably get at least one more big bat into your lineup. Yeah, get some twins. San Diego's in Arizona. Merrill Kelly's been up and down and. Against Rolando Bonos, Bolanos, I'm probably staying away from this game. Yeah, this is not a matchup that I would want. Bolanos is making his major league debut. Kelly has struggled in his last four or five starts. Neither of these teams have a bat that you just say must grab, so I'd stay away. Uh, Los Angeles Angels at at Oakland. Jaime Barrera. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's up and down, but sometimes, you know, he gets a lot of ground balls and he, you know, keeps the score down. So I'm not crazy about Angels bats. Mike Fires is just 9,200, but I think I'd rather go with Lester. So maybe this is another avoid game for me. I actually kind of like Fires here because you think about what he's done in his last 20 starts dating back to his no-no. 11 and 0 with a 241 run average, and opponents have only hit 214 against him. You know, he might be a sleeper here uh, as, uh, in a night where you've got some pretty solid pitching. But I could consider fires against an Angels lineup that 
of course, outside of Mike Trout, I really don't see anyone that would appeal to me. Okay, and the final game on a on a very large uh, night slate tonight is uh, Colorado at Los Angeles. Chichi Gonzalez against Julio Urias. Uh, you can certainly consider the Rocky stack here. I mean, I'm sorry, the Dodgers stack. Matt Beatty at 4,000. Josh Peterson is on fire at 4,600. Uh, Cody Bellinger, you know, worth the 5,400 spent here. The Dodgers stack is definitely in play big time here. Maybe the best stack of the night. Uh, I would agree that they would be the best stack of the night. Even if you throw in a Justin Turner at a 4,500, uh, Chris Taylor at 3,900 would also be a pretty good play in there as well. Uh, G.C. Gonzalez, 0-6, 807 earned run average. And you look at his last two starts, he's only lasted a total of five innings. He's given up 12 runs on 10 hits with seven walks and two strikeouts. By all means, load up on Dodgers tonight. All right, thanks for listening to the Win Daily Podcast. Make sure you check out our premium gold package. You'll be able to chat live with our experts on game day Sunday. Uh, I'm Scott Engel, the king, for Brandon Williams. We'll see you soon.